pick is finally in. With the first pick of the 2014 NFL Draft. With the first selection of the 2018 MLB Draft. With the first pick in the 2003 NBA Draft. Now for the reason we're all here. We have some business to do. The first selection. We are back officially. After a first pick pod break, we got smacked in the face with life last week. And we couldn't put out our preview for week five. We apologize. It's been rough out there. No Thursday night preview either. We went from we went from questionable to doubtful to out. <laughs> to out. No oh. points, nothing. You had to sit us in your fantasy league. So we are back this week. We're coming coming at you with the recap here. I'm Kevin. We're here with, with Vince at BiggestBoss76 for me. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram. You can also find the you can also find us at the first pick pod on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter. Hit us up on there. Where can they find you? Where can they listen, Vince? I'm your boy Vinny Goombots. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at V I N N Y G O O M B O T S. Um, and you can find the podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at the first pick pod. Uh, we want to apologize to the listeners and the supporters of the podcast for last week. Unfortunately, you know, things happen. Life got in the way, and, and uh, Kevin and I couldn't get together. Uh, we hope it doesn't happen again, but we can't guarantee it. We are, we're trying to do this and, you know, live. Ke- Kevin, <laughs> Kevin, Kevin works a full-time job and a half. I am a full-time father, and I work a part-time job, and things just didn't line up for us last week. And we're going to, you know, you know, it's a blip on the radar. We want to apologize first and foremost we're not going to drum over it too much. We just want to get right back to get back to the to the meat and potatoes of the NFL Week Five recap. Today is Monday, October the seventh. We're going to start with a little on this day, Kev. Let's see what you got. What is on it? this day? Brought to you by onthisday.com. Not a sponsor. Holla at us though on this day. <laughs> we we got you. We, we we take a little little piece. <laughs> on this day, 2012, Nolans. Quarterback Drew Brees breaks Johnny U. That's for you out there that know who Johnny U is. I don't even have to say the last name. I hope not. Well, it depends on how big of a football fan you are. If you're a Fairweather fan, you're not going to know who Johnny U and is. And there's a few out there I know who listen and they just got into football or they are Fairweather fans. So Johnny Unitas. I'll start it over. 2012, New Orleans quarterback Drew Brees breaks Johnny Unitas NFL record for consecutive games with a touchdown pass, 48. When he connects with Devin Ray Henderson in the Saints' 31-24 win over the San Diego Chargers at the Superdome. Drew Brees killing it back in 2012. That was seven years ago. Still going strong. I have a quick question for you, though. A lot of stuff has been going on in the last few weeks. You have Jamal Williams going down. Vontez Burfick being t- uh, taken out for a year for a head-to-head hit. He did lead. He missled his mm-hmm. body at the guy. Uh, Jack Doyle was trying to get up. And then you also have Mason Rudolph going down. It was a legit hit. He just got knocked out the same way a boxer got knocked out. I didn't feel that bad for him. Like, if I watch a boxing match, you get knocked out. You knew you were in yeah. there. I'm sick of the, I'm sick of the whole storyline about how aggressive the game is, concussions, all these other things, CTE. The only people I have sympathy for 
are the men in the past who did not know. They didn't know. Obviously, inherently, they were playing with leather helmets and spikes. I'm talking about way back mm-hmm. in the day. You know, they weren't thinking about that at all. But those men who came up through and who didn't know the true consequence of what's going on, I'll give it to them. And they're getting paid billions right now. They, I think they paid out a billion dollars, which is probably still not enough given what they've went through. But for the new guys, I don't care. I'm so sick of ESPN, Fox, all of them talking about all these injuries and head injury, all, all this stuff and how aggressive the game is. They know. They don't have to be there. They can leave at any time. They don't have to be there. Nobody's forcing them to play. And now they understand CTE is a real thing. Brain damage is a real thing. And this is an aggressive sport. Most of the time, sorry to break it to you out there, listeners, they're trying to hurt each other. It's just the end of story. Mm -hmm. They are trying to hit the other man as absolutely hard as they can now. Earl Thomas didn't go there thinking, let me break his neck. That Mm -hmm. wasn't his thought. But he's like, I'm going to hit him as absolutely hard as I can. What are your thoughts on that? I just wanted to see what, because like when I hear it, I just want to fight the television. They know now. A cop knows if he goes in, he has a gun on his hand, uh, on his side, and he's going to have to deal with knuckleheads every once in a while. If you go into the military, you're going to have to murder somebody and you may get murdered. It's just, it's the understanding. Absolutely. I mean, when you sign up for a job, you should know what comes with it. And the story. You know, uh, if you if your job is a you know to plow snow, you got to get up at 3 o'clock in the morning and, and get them driveways. And you're going to be driving in bad weather. Whatever job you sign up for, and this is a game that you love, you're aware that these are the consequences. So I'm with you, man. I'm not crazy about everybody complaining about the injuries. Come on. What do you think is going to happen? Like you said, we played football. You played longer than I did. I played for a little bit. I played defense. I tried playing offense, but it really wasn't good. Um, and, yeah, when I was a kid, I wanted to – that's my game plan. Yeah, I never went trying to – Mind you, I played when I was an adolescent, but like I never went trying to knock some kid out of the game. But the object was to hit him as hard as he could, as I could, so he right. could fumble the ball. You know what I mean? That was the game plan, and that doesn't change when you get older. Uh, this is a game where people get hurt, and if you don't want to get hurt, then don't play. Patrick could- Willis quit. Calvin Johnson quit. They were like, you know what? I'm done with this. I'm done sacrificing my body for this. Yeah. I'm good. I'm going to find something so else to do. Exactly. Right. And I'll that's fine. You do. don't want to get hurt. Go play golf. Right. You go play tennis. I don't know. Something else where you can't get hurt. You know, the two tough guy sports in my mind is hockey and football. And if you don't got, if you don't want to lose a tooth. Or, you know, get a concussion, don't play hockey or football. Or get into a damn fist fight. They get they get in straight out fist fights. In like, hockey, you know yeah, what I'm and saying? And they go back and play. Right, and go yeah. back and play. It's just the way so. the game goes. You understand that it's there. But I won't beat a dead horse. No, it's cool. I just wanted to bring it up because yeah. everybody's always talking about it. Look how dangerous it is. Nobody seems they're making it as, as safe as they can. They have better helmets. Absolutely. They, they try, From the days that when we were kids, yeah, it's way safer than that. And that's what it comes with anything. It's just knowing things, learning. You know, we didn't know in the in the the 30s and 40s people used to smoke cigarettes like it was like you were drinking water <laughs> they didn't know that it caused cancer they didn't know that you could die from it you know i remember reading things where it was cool to smoke a cigarette they didn't know the health hazards of it now we know so now that you know you make the decision you on what you want to do you know that fast food isn't good for you so make the decision you want to keep eating it that's up that's up to you you're making the decision speaking of that bringing that up I'm not going to make the decision for my son. However, I love this game of football. I will hinder him in other sports. I will push him in a direction towards baseball, uh, towards basketball, towards hockey. You know what I mean? I'm not going to tell him he can't play football, but I'd rather watch him play another sport only because I don't want to see him get hurt. 
Uh, and as, as a professional athlete, I don't want to say it's okay if you get hurt as a professional athlete, but it's worse when you get hurt at a younger age because you're not you're not compensated exactly. Right. Um, like you said, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't want to beat it up, but I don't have anything else. No, that's I'm it. That's it. it. And, they, up, and they get paid, they get millions of dollars. They get they literally the reason why they get paid that much is to do all the work. People don't even understand what it takes. I don't think they get it. I listen to them, so that's mm-hmm. why I get it. I listen to those pros and what they do. I feel like they deserve millions of dollars because yeah. there's only there's only uh, three thousand people that could do that job. Yeah. It's only there's only a handful. So let's keep it's, it moving, though, bro. Oh, my bad. It's the same thing if you are a firefighter or a doctor or a, or a police officer. When you sign on to be a police officer, they should say the first thing. I'm sure the first thing they say to you is, you could die doing this job. And then you say, okay. Right. You say, okay. Same thing with a firefighter. You can die doing this job. Doctor, you are on call 24-7, 365. Okay. You agree beforehand. If you're not on that position... Don't worry. It's not you. It's not for you to make the decisions. It's not for you to complain about it. Because if I make the decision to do what I do, I'm okay with it. People out there that really know me, I made a decision in my past to do something. I suffered from it. And the story. I made the decision. For anybody else out there to say, he shouldn't be doing that. Or he should have did this. I, I'm, a, I'm a big boy. These guys are big boys. They're professionals. They make the decision. If they get hurt, they willingly know. They willingly Except that they could get hurt and they still go out there and play this game. That's the truth. Week five recap. Let's start Thursday night football. Kev, your boy, Danger Russ. <laughs> the Seattle Seahawks took on the La La Land Rams. Seahawks win 30 to 29. Spread on this game with Seahawks minus one and a half. They got caught right by the hook right there. <laughs> I know, you know, and this game wound up being so crazy because I know a few dudes that took the Seahawks money line, took the Seahawks minus the one and a half, took the Rams plus one and a half, or took the Rams on the money line, and that was a that was a bad beat for a lot of ways. A lot of ways, just sliced the pie. The over hit in this thing early, it was like forty something. I don't remember. Didn't matter. It's an over here. Let's get started, Kev. What's your biggest takeaways from this game? Is Russell Wilson the best quarterback in the league? I, you know, listen, but he's up there. I can't, there's no, there's no arguments about it in my mind. The guy's got a ring. He wins with like guys you can find stock in the shelves at Target. No disrespect to Tyler Lockett, um, but Jerron Brown. David Moore, Will Disley. DK Met oh well, no. See, but I can't say that. Will Disley is quite obviously a no, tight end who yeah, belongs he's good. in a yeah, let, he's let, good. let's he's not good. let's not discount these guys. No, Tyler Lockett is. I'm just been, making a joke, but right. like they're not household names. And I don't know why. Jerome Brown, I'll give you though. Why is there they're not household names? Is it because they play in Seattle? Because they're like it's only what, two of two out of the four major sports that are out there. Why is it that Russ isn't discussed as one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Like he won a Super Bowl. He was an interception away from two Super Bowls. P. Carroll, what were you doing? <laughs> the thing that makes that worse is that it was the Patriots. It, had it been any other team, I wouldn't be ragging on it for years. But anyway, why isn't he discussed like that, Kev? Why do you think he gets the shade, so to say? I am looking at his stats. He is 73%. Completion percentage at this point in time, 1,400 yards, 9 yards per throw, 
12 touchdowns, zero, zero interceptions. Like, and they don't have the receivers because Russell Wilson is Russell Wilson. They paid him $140 million, make it work. He has no problem doing that. He's pleased. You have to hear him. Even in a game where... Yo, Seahawks, uh, you can give me $140 a game. I'll go out there and help Russ. <laughs> they gave him $140 million. This dude, uh, after the game, he only had 14 fantasy points. This was the game before because I have him in fantasy. And he was after the game. He's like, what a solid performance. He doesn't care. He does not care how he gets Ws. He truly, I believe him when he says, I only want to win. Mm-hmm. I don't care how we do it how we get he'll give chris carson the ball 60 times if he believes it'll get i'm him cool to with that i'm a chris carson <laughs> owner, fancy. i, I su- love i support guy. rushing attempts for chris carson go ahead i don't even want to talk about the rams i don't care like I, f- I believe he deserves this like he i i think he is there's nobody more consistent at quarterback and nobody who creates time the way he creates time you have uh there's more talented guys obviously we all know patrick mahomes is the most talented quarterback in the league it's just mm-hmm. no question about that but i don't i don't know is he i don't know arm talent maybe that's that's where he separates but when it comes to creating time i don't know bro go ahead yeah i read a tweet unfortunately i can't tell you who it was i forgot it was just something that i was scrolling through i should have tagged you to it and i wish i can give the person the credit but the guy said Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, and the rest of them. And, I mean, I, I couldn't argue with it. Those guys are phenomenal. They I use your word right there. My bad. Stole your word. No. You stole, can't. stole your no phenomenal. thing as stealing but words. It's just they are, they are, man. They're talented. The thing I like about Russ, man, is the dude is smart. He doesn't make mistakes. That's my favorite thing about Russ is, like, he doesn't turn the ball over. And um, he might not be the most talented, even though I still think he is very talented, but he gets it done. Like he, he, like you said, man, he's just a guy. I think he could go out there and throw 73 yards and have two interceptions, but if they win the game, he'll have a, like, you know, I'm, I'm like that too. When I, I was discussing something with a guy today in the gym, and um, I used to play basketball. I, I played in a league last year, and I'm all about winning. I don't give a, anything if I have Eight rebounds and no points. I'm all about that. Actually, one game I had seven assists, six rebounds, and I actually was like 0 for 6 from the field. I don't care. We won the game. Right. You know what I mean? I'm cool with that. And that's the, I think that's the attitude that Russ has. Um, overall, man, from this game, Russ looks great. Chris Carson was getting fed to rock. He had 100 and something on the ground. Kev is, Kev is going to be pulling up those stats as I'm yapping along here. Greg the leg, missing the game-winning kick. Ah, that's crazy to me. This dude's one of the best kickers in the game. It happens. The Rams got to put themselves in a better position to win the game. Um, I agree. And then I, Chris Carson was 27 carries, 118 yards, 4.4 yards per carry. No TDs, but he was pretty good He yesterday. caught a touchdown, though. Uh, he, did. he did. He had one for five yeah. yards. I'm well aware because I have him in fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he juggled it a little bit there. And, and shout out to my boy, uh, Josiah, one of our listeners. He had a prop bet on that game for Chris Carson anytime touchdown with the um, Seahawks winning the game, and he cashed that ticket. I won't divulge the information of how much it was, but <laughs> good cash on that, bro. I like that one right there. Nothing, nothing wrong with a little prop action. The Rams, I know you say you don't want to talk about them. I'm going to talk about it a little bit, man. I think the Rams got smacked in the mouth twice. To me, the Rams are the cocky quarterback in high school. He's that kid that wears his Letterman jacket every Friday because they got a game. And he's just on top of the world. He's got the best-looking girlfriend. You know what I mean? And everybody loves him. That's the Rams. 
They got the good-looking quarterback. They got the young coach. They got the squad. Everybody wants to come to L.A. to play. It's beautiful there. They're a good team. They were in the Super Bowl. And I think they're just trying to get by with that. And they can't. They can't just get by with that. You know, and they're not the same team because they're just, I feel like they're not bringing the effort. They are a great team. How do you have all these guys and you're not – they should be smoking teams. The answer is simple, though, in my opinion. Big plays. Okay. I'm going to let DK Metcalf go down down the center of the field, run a post to the to the right side of the field. Wonderful throw, wonderful catch. You're also going to let a wonderful throw from Russell Wilson and a ridiculous Michael Jackson tippy-toe catch on the sideline from Tyler Lockett. That's how that's how you lose games because they were they're decent on defense overall, but if you're going to let a big plays like that, like we'll get into when we talk about the Packers, uh, I don't know if you have a really good defense. Are you are you just leaning on, you know, getting after and they're not getting after the quarterback. Yeah. Uh, you know, still how are you not getting after the quarterback with Aaron Donald. Did you see not he was triple team? I I just from my If he's triple team, where are the other guys? I agree with you. I agree with you. I, on four different occasions, three guys. No, and I'm and I'm with you. It's just, I just think what I'm my reference is I think this team is just underperforming. They got the talent, they got the guys. They're just they just thought they would be able to just get by. You know what I mean? They thought they took the Bucs lightly, and they smacked them in the mouth. This game, I don't think they took the, the Seahawks lightly. I just think they got into trouble, and they were in position yeah, to win the game still uh, just by missing a kick. I ain't got nothing else. One more thing. Actually, I do got something else. I love Cooper Cup. That's my dude. Cooper Cup's my boy. That's all I got. And there's nothing wrong with Todd Gurley. Stop. All no, of you be quiet. Yeah, he's, Sean McVay, he's doing his thing. Sean he's McVay thing. is the guy. No, not, not even that. He had 15 carries for 50, 51 yards and two touchdowns and 3.4 per carry. The last two years, there was nobody stacking the box because of how prolific the offense was. They mm-hmm. are now stacking the box, and they're like, all right, Jared Goff, we're going to see if you're going to play. That's the only reason why. And his offensive line was missing their guards, and Whitworth, who was his left tackle, doesn't play as well. He's depending on guys who aren't as good against a stacked stack box, and that's why he doesn't look the same he does. There's no magic thing going on. It does look like he's on a bit, a bit of a snap count. Who cares? He had two touchdowns last game. Stop with the Todd Gurley thing. I think he's going to be fine, and they're going to need him to make it this AFC. West is not a joke. No. You got San Fran, you got Seattle, and now you, they're there. I, and I don't even think Arizona's a slouch. They they played a lot of good a lot of good teams close. Kevin's we'll drinking see. again. I'm not. Kevin's I'm not saying they're going to win the NFC uh, no, West. I, know, I, know, I, know, I just I think I don't think they're a pushover they are, win. They have the best future out of that division. Like you know, and there are way there are ways from there, but right. it's not like they're they're not the Dolphins. Of the, yeah, of the bad teams, yeah. I, I don't think they're that bad. I, they've covered several yeah. times on, on my behalf, so I'm more than no, fine. They're pretty against. good against the spread team, actually. Let's see, week one they covered. The only week they didn't cover the spread was against the Seahawks. Right, they were, and I was all over the Seahawks. Of so that's, how, that's how I know it's in the <laughs> dome, dog. It's in the dome. Three guys I want to take away from this game, real quick. We're gonna keep it moving. Will Disley, he's for real. Gerald Everett. Is he for real? He's getting the targets the last two weeks. The tight end landscape is real thin. I love Kevin's analogy of the tight end landscape. Tell us that analogy one more time from our our last Fantasy Frenzy episode. I don't remember what I said. Your Lion King reference for the tight ends. Oh. (laughs) Please remind the folks out there of the tight end landscape for fantasy football. If you remember the scene where Mufasa and... 
Simba were sitting on the ledge and he was showing them the Badlands where the hyenas are. That's where the tight ends are. And there's only a few of them out of there. And I remember you said you they were, you, <laughs> you'll see George Kittle peek his head out. Yeah. And there's only a few of them over there. Yep. You know what I'm saying? There's a Badlands and, and that's what's left on your waiver wire. That, that dark spot where you can't see anything. Everett might be a little nice kernel in the pile of crap that is the tight end waiver wire at this point in time. Yeah, and Gerald Everett's pretty much, uh, I mean, I'm in three different leagues and he is... Listen, Gerald Everett is on our waiver wire in our listener league. That's a 16-team league. 16-team league, and he's on the waiver wire. So I'm pretty sure he's on your waiver wire if you're hearing this right now. I'm not saying he's going to come out and be the guy, but he might be a guy you want to roster um, if you're having tight end troubles, and he might be a, a, you know someone in the future. And the last guy I wanted to discuss, Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks uh, suffered a concussion in this game. It was a real rough tackle. Uh, just kind of the way he went down, his neck curdled a little bit there. Um, just kind of keep an eye on it, make sure he clears concussion protocol but that's all i got for this game kev next game the two and three jacksonville jaguars took on the three and two carolina panthers panthers win this game 34 27 uh panthers covered a spread which was minus three and a half total on this game was 40 that was wild they, the panthers almost went over by themselves what do you got from this game kev gardner ministries for real what about Christian McCaffrey? He doesn't. Well, we already knew that. That's not even a. Is that's he not MVP a candidate? Absolutely. There's no question about it. He's I would of, love to see a running back get the MVP. I'm tired of the quarterbacks. Yeah, tired of it. I, I agree. I agree. I, I I'm more impressed with Gardner Minshew. He doesn't make mistakes, and they put the game on him. Actually, and now Leonard Fournette's coming back, looking phenomenal. He was 23 rushes, 108 yards, touchdown, 4.7 to carry. Those are those are running back. Those are 1990s running back numbers. I love that from Leonard Fournette. I wanted to trade him. I yeah. <laughs> wanted to trade him three weeks ago. Thank, thank you. Thanks, Leonard. You're crazy, man. Thanks, Leonard. Hey, that's a shout out to people out there. I make dumb trades, too, so holla at me. Because <laughs> I was ready to give... For net away, but yeah, go ahead. This dude, this dude is a, a short a short term stock guy. He's in in and out, in and out. Shark, stocks. Uh, uh, DJ Shark was wonderful. Him and Gardner Minshew have a lot of things going here. Uh, you know, and it's crazy because that Jacksonville defense is really not as bad as they were looking here. Uh, and they held Carolina. Carolina was four twelve on third down. They gave up some big plays. That's where it came. They couldn't stop Christian McCaffrey. It's very hard to do. He's versatile. He does everything well. That's, those are my biggest takeaways. Take I don't know if Nick Foles comes back and gets that spot back. Oh, I definitely think Nick Foles doesn't get the spot back. And I feel bad for that dude because, I mean, he just, you know, he went there thinking he was going to be the guy to, to kind of just get the, you know, manage the game, help these guys uh, not turn the ball over like Blake the Snake and uh, Minshew. It's Minshew mania right <laughs> Blake now. Blake the Snake. <laughs> yeah, it's Minshew mania right now. He's got the job, and, it's, it, and that's that. Um I'm impressed with the Panthers team, man, and, and the one thing, I'm, I'm, I'm impressed with this team, and I'll tell you why. It's not because Cam's not there. I'm impressed because, I'm going to I'm I'm, I'm say something. Ron Rivera is a terrible coach, and he's cost me money before. If I ever saw Ron Rivera in public, I swear on my mother, if I ever saw him in public, I would stick my hand out. And I'd be like, yo, you owe me some bread, dog. Because <laughs> you cost me money. Now, I didn't have this game. He did it to me last year, I remember. I think it was against the Bucks, And he goes for two when he doesn't need to. And this is what I'm talking about. They were up two points in the red zone. 
and they go for it on fourth down. I get it. I get it. You score a touchdown, the game is over. But why not put three on the board and force them to get the touchdown? You're up by two. If you don't convert and they go down the field and get a field goal, All they need you is a lose. field goal, right. Now, I get it. You're telling your defense. You're looking at your defense and saying, hey, guys, I believe in you. I get that. But I don't know. I That's not my style. And you know what happened? Jacksonville drove down the field, and they threatened. They threatened to win this game. And then what happens? Finally, Panthers get on the board, and they do score. But what they do? They go for two. They miss it. And guess what? It's only a seven-point game. Jacksonville still had a shot at the end of this game to tie it because of bad coaching by Riverboat Ron. Riverboat Ron, you owe me money, bro. But I didn't have nothing on this game. I did like the over, but I was a wuss and I didn't take it. And you got there in like the third quarter. It was gross. Um, DJ Chark. On your bench. On my bench. (laughs) Very, very, very very disappointing. But you know what? It hurt on Sunday, but on Sunday night when I looked at it, it wouldn't matter. I needed DJ Shark, and I needed Jesus Christ himself to win that game. (laughs) So it wouldn't have mattered. Sure, it's disappointing because I, I, you know, I didn't have him. Um, But somebody else I want to talk about on the defensive side. Let me tell you something. This Carolina defense is for real, okay? There's a dude out there, Brian Burns. This kid is flying all over the field. He's making noise. They call him Spider Burns. Uh, he does a he his sack dance. He does like the Spider Man pose. I'm not a big Marvel guy or whatever, but I just want you guys to keep your eyes on this dude, Brian Burns. He is for real, and in my mind, he is the defensive rookie of the year. Uh, that's just um, ten solo tackles, three and a half sacks, one forced fumble, more monster. sacks than Aaron, <laughs> more more sacks than Aaron. Jesus, Donald, Aaron Donald at this point okay. in time, yes. Um, and uh, he did have a fumble recovery for a touchdown, which I, I helped me out a lot because I had the uh, Carolina defense going. And uh, one more thing I want to shout out. I want to shout out Joey Sly. You know who Joey Sly is? I don't. Joey Sly is a kicker for the Carolina oh Panthers. Oh, my God. Joey Sly, you are my guy. Nobody cares about All these right. damn Whatever. Kickers. You got anything else from this one? I can't wait to watch Gardner Minshew grow. Uh, okay. Just as a football his player. His mustache or him? I'm not into uh, his image as much as I am into how he how good he is you're on the field. Of, you're not a fan of the chorts? I don't mind any of it. I like how he's just himself. I, you know I agree. The, do you know what the chorts are? Jorts, right? Jorts. Yeah, Gene yeah. Shorts. Cut him. Yeah, yeah. That, that's his family. That's the way they are. I have no problem with that. That's what that's that's what he wears. I just think he's a really good football player. I look forward to him growing. And I just he's the individual. He's himself. I can't I can't argue with that. Last thing before we move on. Last thirteen games, Panthers got four wins. Kyle Allen was a quarterback. All four of those wins. Oh my God! Stop! Stop! Like stop. that is such a terrible, ridiculous thing to <laughs> set. He, Cam sacrificed his whole body for the team. I don't last hate year. Cam. Yeah, yeah but listen, yeah, you, 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 no, I don't. You know why? You want to know why I don't hate Cam? Leave, leave Carolina. You know where you can come? Come to the Big Apple, Cam. I love Cam. <laughs> come on, bro. Come on, come to the green and white, dog. I need a quarterback. Come on. Next game, Kevin's Arizona Cardinals. Taking on the Cincinnati Bungles. Cardinals sit at one tree and one. Bengals 0 for and 5 right now. Cardinals win this game 26 to 23. Total in this game was, I think, like 47. Uh, it was 46 and a half. Total goes over. And the Cardinals win this game outright as a three point underdog. Kev, 
Tell me about your Cardinals and Kyler Murray. I love this guy. He mm-hmm. actually remembered that he's one of the best athletes on the field. Mm-hmm. Oddly, he had 10 carries for 93 yards. David Johnson, 17 carries for 91 yards. Kyler scored his only touchdown on the ground. He was pretty good. He had 253 in the air. David Johnson has been great. They've been using him back and forth with running and catching. He had three catches for 65 yards, 21 yards per catch. He has to be leading in running backs as far as they, they always try to get him on these wheel routes going down the sideline. Line and Kyler Murray always hits them. I believed in them. I took them. They gave me a very nice day. They Respect. took care. They took care of me everywhere between them and Minnesota, uh, um, in our shares league. Everywhere they took care of me, and I believed. I took. I took all of mine uh, when it came to Arizona on Tuesday. So it wasn't like a last minute thing. I believed in it as soon as I saw it, and I'm like, yes, absolutely, give me that. And then I was a little scared at the end because Andy Dalton started to get on fire. Started the game with two points, as you were telling me, the red rifle, and then finishes with 23. Got hot there, but. I love the Cardinals. I do think they're going to be a good team here in the future. They're only going to get Peterson back here in the next few games. Uh, He's on a PED ban, uh, I think, until week eight. I think they're just going to get better, and they're going to be a tough out. And obviously, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. I'm not spitting any kind of crap at you. But I just think they're going to be a tough out for every team when they play this team each week. I agree, man. I mean, this is a matchup between two bum teams, in my opinion. Uh, The Cardinals do have a higher upside. I, I am a big fan of Hassan Riddick. On the defensive side, I actually know his pops. Hassan Riddick went to Temple. I used to play cards with his dad often in Philly. So uh, I root for that kid and that family. Again, get out of Arizona, come to Gang Green. Anyway, <laughs> if I like you, that's where I want you to play. Red Rifle, you had me nervous all fantasy. My quarterback was on a bye. So I was like, Andy's going to eat these boys alive. This dude had two fantasy points going into the fourth quarter. And then he went, got on, you know what I like to say, he got on fire. He got on fire. <laughs> and he got dropped 22 fantasy points. Um, it's credit to his coach because in the second half they made some adjustments, and that's when he came out and they got a little bit better. But go ahead, sorry. Andy Dalton, 27 to 38, two passing touchdowns, no interceptions, only sacked one time, 262 yards in the air. Your boy Mixon had a decent game, 19 attempts, 93 yards. But Tyler Boyd. Balling out, 10 receptions, 123, and a touchdown. Um, I had Tyler Boyd in my one league. He held me down. He got like 20-something, almost 30 points. It was awesome. Your boys showed up too, man. Auden Tate, three receptions, 26 yards, and a touchdown. I want to give some props to my man. Kev, he started him in the big boy league, uh, 16-teamer. So anytime you get above double digits, again, this is my opinion, in a 16-team league, that's a good start. In my opinion, in a 16-team league, if you get 12 to 15 points that's as that's equivalent to like a 25 point game in a standard league my opinion so respect to kev for starting all and i got him in there. a down week too he was the leading receiver for the team in the yeah. last two games coming I'll, into this oh, game yeah. and then one tyler boyd wound up doing what he does with 10 catches in 123 yards he had a nice day and um you know i gotta give some respect to kyler murray man he was running around out there he only got sacked once and he did all this without his number two receiver you know uh, christian kirk didn't play his game so it was just larry the legend out there which is obviously and i would bad. say kirk is the number one receiver you would based on targets and based off okay. of what it you know because the Primarily, Larry's only playing the slot. I got you. And he probably played some outside yesterday just because Christian is gone. But right now, yeah. he's a slot guy. That's where he gets most of his good work at. But And he loves getting the ball to Christian down the field. But that's my view. Six receptions for 58 yards for Larry, the legend. Um, overall, from this game, the Cardinals have a bright future. Still going to struggle a little bit on defense, even without their one of their best players. But when he comes back, uh, you know, we're going to see something here. Uh, last thing I want to talk about this game, Kev. 
Cincinnati Bungles. If you are AJ Green, are you coming back to this team this year? And yeah. why? Why? Why not? I get paid. I play football. Why not play? Who cares? Because you're on a contract year, and you know that you're going to go out there and sacrifice yourself for a team that might win three games. Maybe you might be the difference, I guess. But then they don't have to pay him. You you, you miss out on that money. Uh, well, if you're smart, you got enough do re me. You don't have to. Well, pay he's made year. a lot of money. I don't think he yeah. has to worry about money. But I would come out and play. I don't yeah. see why not. Well, maybe I'm also wishful thinking because I have him sitting on two of my benches. Oh, I think exactly that's why you want him to come. And out but if I, I don't know why I wouldn't. I don't. I don't know. In yeah. a contract year, what's going to stop? The only thing, only reason why I wouldn't is because of injury. I guess. That's you know, what I mean. To, for to me, not, to if, not, if I'm legitimately, if I'm AJ Green, I have no intention on playing this year. I'm not. I'm not 100 right now. By the time I come back this team might be one and six maybe oh and seven what is the point of me going out there and sacrificing me get a hurt again where i could, could potentially play for a better team next year i'm out of cincinnati in my opinion if again this is if i'm aj green i have no reason to return to this team next year if i'm aj green i'm not playing that's just me i just wanted to see your opinion on i that. hear you next game atlanta falcons at the houston texans houston texans now sit at three and two Atlanta Falcons one and four. Houston Texans put up a fifty burger, fifty tree to thirty two. I was all over the over rover on this game. I was a wuss. I teased it down a little bit. Didn't have to sweat much there. What's your takeaways from this game, Kev? Atlanta's defense sucks. Deshaun Watson's really good. Okay. <laughs> That's really you, it. You know what? Because I Atlanta's to talk not about? as bad. My bad. I just forgot to say that the Texans were minus five. They covered the spread. Okay. The over. There's eighty. Five points in this game. Obviously, it hit an over, but continue. I'm sorry. For how terrible Atlanta's been as far as their record is concerned, their offense is still putting up about 30 points a game. Let's be, let's keep it real. The offense is just fine. They don't look as clean. They don't look as smooth as they used to when Kyle Shanahan was there, but the points are coming. I don't care what it looks like as long as the points are on the board. You score 32, you should win a football game. If you score 53, you're definitely going to win the football game. So, you know what I'm saying? There's really not much. I don't know what else to say. Their defense is so depleted. They lost their safety. They weren't good that you know they weren't that good in the first place. Yeah, last year they were depleted. Got some of those guys back, but they got injuries again. I don't see how they worked their way out of this with their defense being as porous as it is. They got to make a move. Atlanta Falcons last fourteen games against an AFC opponent. Fourteen. Oh and fourteen. Yeah. Oh and fourteen. I asked Kev before we got on. I said, how is this team this bad? I mean, if I give you the names on this team, Devonta Freeman, Matty Ice, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, Austin Hooper, Muhammad Sanu. Muhammad Sanu. You know, they got the talent. I just can't see how this team was in the Super Bowl only two years ago, and they are this bad. And they're not losing to, you know, the best teams in the league. But still, it's just um, I, I am shocked with this team. On the other side of the ball, Houston Texans, Deshaun Watson did the thing, uh, 28 for 33, 426, five touchdowns. He put up a 50-burger in fantasy. Another guy, if you, let me tell you something. Will Fuller. If you had the Will Fuller-Watson stack in fantasy, screenshot it, send it to me. I just want to see it because that's a work of art right there. Those two guys right there were like, I think they were 110 points or 108, give or take, combined. Right. 50-something on each one. Uh, shout out to my man, Lester. Uh, he listens to the pod. He's one of the listeners. He's in the big boy league. Had Will Fuller on the bench. He did. I saw that. All good, though. You know why? He still got the dub. He right. still got the dub. And right now, imagine this. He's still winning, and he still has the high score. 
That's crazy. Right. Right? <laughs> Imagine if he had Will Fuller. Wow. But, uh, you know, shout out to my man Lester. Uh, last year had the worst record in fantasy, and he's looking real good. He's, he already surpassed his win total <laughs> this year. And we're only in the fifth uh, week. Sorry to laugh, man, but that was good, man. I, I'm happy for him. Uh, Will Fuller, 14 receptions, 217 yards, and three touchdowns. It's crazy. Will Fuller by himself has more offensive touchdowns than my New York Jets. <laughs> and let me add something to this. I just wanted to point it out because DeAndre Hopkins hasn't been himself. Usually that 217 is DeAndre, but it's not him. It's Will Fuller was the guy next to the guy. Think about this. That's Kevin's line right there. Listen, we're going to put a quote up. The guy next to the guy. That, it's the Kevin most, Dykes. I love it. Oh, my love my it. teams are built on that. All of my teams are built with great running backs and the guy next to the guy. Will Gallups, Godwins, people like that. These, those are the guys next to the guy. But the only issue I will tell you, for those of you who draft receivers early in these leagues, receivers don't get help. Right? So if they're going to take... Uh, if they're going to take DeAndre Hopkins out of the game, there's no way to get him back into it. Maybe some motion. You can move him to the other side, put him in a slot, move him around a little bit to try to help yourself. But if a team chooses to put two guys on him, no matter where he's at, they can totally take him out. If you have a great running back and they're going to stack the box against him, you could bring a fullback. You could bring a tight end. He has five guys who literally get paid to protect him, who get paid to block for him. So there's ways to work your running back in, especially if you have a versatile one, because then you can throw it to him also. Mm-hmm. When you have those big receivers and somebody chooses to take him out, there's really not much else you can do about it. That's a good point. Um, I don't have anything else from this game. Texans look like they're getting back on track. Falcons are in trouble. Anything else, Kev? We're good. Next game. The two and three Tampa Bay Buccaneers head down to New Orleans, taking on the four and one Saints. Saints win this game 31 to 24. They cover the spread minus three. Total in this game was 46. It goes over. My biggest takeaway from this game, Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater, before coming into this game, had not attempted a pass over 20 yards in the air. This game, 26-34, 314, four passing touchdowns, and one pick. I'm impressed, Teddy B. I'm happy for you, bro. What do you got, Kev? Every team that goes up against Tampa Bay, they just stop trying to run the football. Oh, yeah. I You know what? I was I Alvin Kamara. I, I own Alvin Kamara in one of my fantasy leagues. My bad to cut you off. Halfway through the game, I'm like, how does this guy not have any points for a second there? Because I, I, I'm going to do this this week. I'm probably going to do it again. The NFL and their scheduling is atrocious. 900 games on at 1 o'clock, two games on at 4. Right. I can't stand that. It drives me nuts. But that's why I got lost in who was playing who for certain games. And I'm like, how come Kamara is not doing good? And then I was like, oh, he's playing the Bucks defense. They are legitimately top five against a run. They're great. Yes. They're great at stopping the run. And people just stop. They held Kamara to 3.9, which is pretty good against them, quite honestly. 16 carries for 62 yards. But there's really not much else to take out of that. And he's one of those really good coaches, meaning Sean Payton. He's going to make the change. He's like, all right, they're good at that. Let's give Teddy the ball. Let's see what he can do with it. And obviously, the boy went off 26 for 34. I think you already said it. And he had four touchdowns. I won't say I already said it again. Michael Thomas was phenomenal. Not much else to say you know what the next big thing is mm. mike evans zero points yo what happened there guy 
next to the guy got uh-huh. the game. That's how it works. I'm telling you all the time. They wanted to take Mike Evans out of the game. They wanted to make sure. They were like two people all day. Now, they also have Marshawn Lattimore. So when you have a guy like that, he's a one-on-one guy. He's the guy that you send to the castaway island and you leave him by himself all yeah, day. Yeah. The team doesn't talk to him. He's just out there and he does his thing out there. But even with that, they gave him safety help. Even with having a guy like that, they're like, safety help. We're taking Mike out. The last team that tried to do that, 13 catches, 190 yards. Mm-hmm. See ya. There's no such thing as one-on-one with Mike Evans around. That kind of sucks for him, but Godwin benefits from that. Winston, he had another good game. What do you yeah, think about that? Yeah. Um, You know, it's something we said, Kev. We said a preseason. Bruce Arians, Byron Leftwich. We love him. It's not going to be a switch. It's not going to be a one, two, three thing. It's going to take some time. I was high on Jameis last year. I drafted him in one of my leagues. Then he got me mad, and I wound up getting rid of him. Like Kev says, I, I'm a short stock seller. Uh, I'm a day trader. That's you. That's what I. You am. are a, I'm day a fantasy trader, man. day trader. So um, I got rid of him quick, uh, but. He's a guy, you know, that, that that's on my radar. I know he's available in some fantasy leagues on the waiver wire. He might be a good backup quarterback for you who could eventually take over or if you have a quarterback in a tough matchup. Like for me, I'm the Stafford owner, but he's got to play the Bears twice. He's got to play the Packers twice. He's got to play the Vikings twice. Um, so those are things, that's six games where Stafford's playing tough defenses. So maybe I plug in Jameis Winston. You know, those are things... Uh, you want to keep your eye on with him. I'm impressed that he's not turning the ball over as much as he used to. It's going to take a little bit more time, but I could see this team winding up maybe around 500 or slightly above, maybe finishing nine and seven. The problem is their run game is not getting them anywhere. Uh, Jones had nine attempts, Barber eight attempts. It's just not enough. And when you have seven receptions by one receiver, then two, two, one, 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 and one, that's not going to get the job done. You know, they're not using OJ Howard whatsoever. And yeah, they shut down Mike Evans, but who else on this team could catch the ball? There's a, it's only, uh, this was a product of the moment. This was a product of the game, the way the stats look today. They couldn't run it. They have two guys averaging about four yards a carry. That's a really good average, but they were down so much and the Saints played so well, they had to go into straight up survival mode, pass mode. We got to get the ball out there. So that's the only thing I would say about that is, um, you know, I think the, the stats of this game were a product of them being down and they had to throw the football and they could not focus on that run game with a lead. Maybe you get that, but. We'll see, but that's all I got for this game, man. Last thing I'm going to mention, Michael Thomas is a monster. 11 receptions, 182, and a touchdown. Um, I played against him in one fantasy league, and um, my butt was hurting before the game even got going. So uh, Michael Thomas had a big boy day. doesn't really surprise me because it's Michael Thomas, and that's what he does. He's really good. Yeah. Next game, Minnesota. Minnesota Vikings, 3-2. and two. Took on the New York Giants, two and three. Minnesota wins this game, twenty-eight to ten. Total in this game was forty-three. Game goes under. Vikings cover the spread. Sat at minus five, five and a half. We briefly spoke about this on our Monday night preview. The Vikings were one of my favorite bets going into this game. I was all over them, and I did not sip the Kool Aid of the New York Giants. Kev, I'm going to check some notes. What do you got from this game? First, Giants, you guys have yourself a quarterback. 
I know that his statistics doesn't tell you that after that game, but when you watch him, he was he was 21 for 38. He had 182 yards and a touchdown and a pick. The offensive line didn't do much for him. He was he they were in his face all day. You have Everson Griffin. They have dogs in Minnesota. <laughs> they are just they are and they do it with four rushers. They do blitz here and there. They but they have rushers with their hand in the ground that get after the quarterback. I think you guys have a quarterback though. Sit back. Hopefully they build the team. It looks like Gettleman knows what he's talking about. He got you Jones. He got you Saquon so far. He's building the team around. He got you Peppers there. And the defense, I was actually impressed with them. They gave up 28, but there were moments. They had moments where it's like, because I don't think that they are bad now, but mm-hmm. they're young. You know, they, what are they going to do about it? They have to be able to gel, get themselves more veterans, get some more draft picks. But also the next thing I have is Darius Slayton. He's going to get himself a second contract if he continues yeah, to play he had a like solid that. Day. He had a yeah, solid day. <laughs> you know what? When they have to come to him, and he's I think, a big boy, and he's got some speed. I think he's going to be a really good DFS uh, guy for this week, especially going up against the Patriots. They're going to focus on Ingram. They're going to focus on Shepard. Uh, I don't. I don't know if Saquon plays, and I think Slayton might be able to come in and get some catches with them at, with their focus being on other guys. So I would keep him in mind as far as your DFS DFS leagues. Other than that, I really have nothing else to say. Minnesota was supposed to win, and they won. Yeah, um, somebody asked me a question. said, what do you think about Golden Tate this week? I said, no way. I said, why not? I said, because Mike Zimmer's used to Golden Tate. He faced him twice a year, every year for the first couple of years when he was in Detroit. Mike Zimmer knows how to shut down Golden Tate. He was a non-factor in his game. Does that mean that I think Golden Tate isn't going to perform well? No. But if you want to put your thinker caps on here, fantasy players, maybe you go attack the – the Golden Tate owner, because he might get a little scared, say, oh, Golden Tate's not going to do well in this offense. That's not the case. You know why? It's because Mike Zimmer knew how to get this guy out of the game. And that really affected the gameplay also. Also, don't look at Golden Tate to have a good game next week either. Going up against one of the best defenses in the league, New England Patriots. Sorry, Giants fans. I know you were 2-2. Two and two. I know you beat the, the Washington Redskins. You guys thought you, were, <laughs> guys thought you were back on track. Yeah, well, Vikings, Vikings took it to you, and now you got to go play Big Bad New England on a short week up there in Foxborough. I don't think Saquon suits up for this game. Short week again. I wouldn't put him out there if I was the Giants. Why would you? Sacrificial lamb kind of thing. I'm not with it. Listen, we're going to make it quick. Get the notebooks out. Okay, nothing nothing for this week. But you want to put this in for the next time Minnesota has a hiccup because they will with a bum-juice quarterback like Kirk Cousins. But these are the things I had going into this game. Minnesota Vikings, 23-9 and against the spread off a loss since 2004. They now sit at 24-9 and against the spread. 8-1 and against the spread their last nine games as a favorite. This is after yesterday, so it was... It was 7-1 going into yesterday. Mike Zimmer, 12-0 against the spread. Verse 18, that is 500 or less, and it is a non-conference opponent. Non-conference or non-divisional opponent. In this case, non-divisional. 11-2 against the spread versus the NFC East. And last, Mike Zimmer is now 17-3-1 against the spread versus a non-conference opponent coming off a loss, meaning the Vikings lost and they played a non-conference or non-divisional opponent, a.k.a. the Giants. A lot of trends flowing my way. I'm going to keep that one in mind. Yeah, yeah. I'll keep that one yeah, in mind those, for the future. Yeah, you got to keep those ones. So think I'll about just go that. back and listen to the pod. That's what you got to do. <laughs> That's all I got from this game. Next game.
the Bears mm. over there in London Town taking on Oakland Alameda. <laughs> the Raiders. Raiders sit at three and two. Bears three and two. Raiders win this game. 24-21. The total in this game was 40. Went over by five points. And the Raiders, plus seven underdog, went out right. What's your biggest takeaways from this game, Kev? Josh Jacobs from Alabama. He won the football game. He did. He controlled. He allowed them to control the football game. 26 carries, 123 yards, 4.7 yards per carry. I, I know I always say that. I wonder what you guys think when I always tell you to average per run, but I find that so important. It is why. Um, tell us why. Uh, well, it's uh, if you if a guy's going to get I'm you. I'm not questioning you. you. Oh, I want course. them to know why. Of course, of course. I agree with you. I, I think it's so important. It lets you know the quality of the running back. How many yards is he getting you every time he touches it? it so every time he touches the ball, so say on first down you're looking at second and five automatically that gives that opens up so many options you can go deep you can run a screen it, it, it you know that's the, there's a big difference between second and five and mm-hmm. second and eight and when it comes to an offensive coach when he calls plays and when you're second and five the whole world is open to you and, and which is a big difference in that three yards when it comes to football and then also Derek Carr was great. He was very well. You know what? I won't say great because he had no touchdowns and no picks, but he was unbelievably efficient. He was accurate. He was twenty-five for thirty-two for twenty uh, for two hundred and twenty-nine yards. I can't really complain. They controlled the game and they played really good defense. And you know what? They didn't do. They didn't give up any sacks. That's crazy, especially with Khalil Mack on the other side there. Um, I gotta say, uh, this one this one hurt me. This was my one L of the weekend. I was all over the Bears. The line opened up at four and a half. It closed at minus seven. I had the Bears a bunch of different ways. Uh, the only thing I, I I think I won one bet on them, and it was like a teaser I had. But um, the Bears, I got hoodwinked right here. The wool got pulled over my eyes. I just could not find a way to see how the Raiders would win this game. And I want to tell you guys out there what a red flag is. And I should have saw it because it's one of mine, and I didn't peep it because I was so ingrained in how there's no way the Bears could lose this game. I just didn't see it. And I didn't care that Chase Daniels was the quarterback. They could have called they could have called Rex Grossman out of retirement and I still would have took the Bears. <laughs> it was Gross. because of how many players were hurt on the Raiders and what the Raiders would w- w- could do, you know what I mean, uh in this situation. And the the red flag was that I I listen to a lot of podcasts other than ours. I read a lot of stuff on betting. I look at a lot of trends, a lot home, a lot of homework uh, myself. Every single thing pointed to the Bears. And there wasn't one person out there that took the Raiders. Not one person. And that's a red flag because I, I listen to sometimes where you get two sides of the of the coin and then somebody would give you their take on why they're taking the Raiders and I and I could make an argument to disagree. Or sometimes I could listen and be like, okay, or read and be like, he has a good point. But I'm still taking the Bears. Right. Not one person was on the Raiders, and that was a red flag. And I want to give you another one. That was a red flag, and that's why I didn't make a move on it. Everybody in the world, and their mama, and their dog, and their bird, was on the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday Night Football. (laughs) And that didn't work out. Now, I didn't have enough uh, cojones to back the Colts without Darius Leonard, but we see what happens. So I did for ten bucks. There you go. Good for you. <laughs> Point is, people, if the whole world's on one team, I'm not saying it, it's an auto lock for the other side, but you may want to uh, raise the red flag a little bit on that one. I don't got nothing else besides the Bears' offense's booty juice. 
I'm not impressed with their offense, and I don't know what to think of the Raiders yet because sometimes I think the London game is like the twilight zone. Um, I think I think Oakland has showed that they're good in moments. They're not just not good enough to be a good team. The difference between being good in moments and being good throughout the year, that, that's what separates good teams from great teams. Great teams can do it more often. Oakland can't yet, and I think they'll get there because they're young. We'll see what happens, and I'll, I'll happily take that loss for the Packers up there in the NFC North. So I appreciate it, Oakland. Got you. Next game. We're going to do this like a quick Band-Aid because it hurts me. Okay, so you know how you take a Band-Aid off? You want to do it quick. So we're going to, do, we're going to go right through this quick because there's nothing really to talk about. Philadelphia Eagles 3-2. They beat my New York Jets 0-4, 31-6. Quick like a Band-Aid. Kev. I don't even know what to talk about. I don't even know like what the Eagles won. They were supposed to win. You guys have covered a million the, injuries. They, they covered Sam the Darnold. spread. The spread was minus 14. They covered that. The total didn't. Uh, so. CJ didn't play. Sam Donald didn't play. Le'Veon Bell had a good day despite that. Still have 15 fantasy points just because he's great. But there's really not much else to say. Carson Wentz could have played a little bit better. He yeah. scares me sometimes. He plays down to competition sometimes. That's a little scary with him. But overall, like I said, man, nothing else to say. They did what they were supposed to do. They won. They and this offense was okay. You yeah. know, they had they did have a return for a touchdown. So I um I I had Carson Wentz in one of my fantasy leagues. I of course benched him because I will never start him against my Jets. But I mean, I thought the game script would be that. The Eagles would be blowing out my Jets, and they'd be running the rock a lot. So um, I benched Wentz and went with uh, Jacoby Brissett. It actually turned out to be the wrong deal because Wentz scored 12 points. Jacoby scored 11. Um, <laughs> but I know I wasn't uh, wrong in thinking that because um, shout out to my boy Rob in the in the listener league. He did the same thing. Actually, we actually have the same two quarterbacks. He benched Wentz for D- Jacoby Brissett because I was in the assumption that that game would be a shootout, uh, the Sunday night game. So um, – not much to take away from this game. The Eagles were doing what they're supposed to do. Uh, I will say this, not being a homer here, uh, the Jets should be getting beat 50-0 to zero with their how bad their offense is. But the defense, despite missing arguably our best defensive player and um, a, a few other guys, they're still, they're still holding down the fort. And when this team gets 100% healthy, do I think they're going to make a run and go to the playoffs? No, unfortunately I don't. But they will surprise some people, and uh, they will win some games and or you know, spoil some covers. That's for uh, sure. They're going to spoil some days for sure. When that defense is all back together and running like they're supposed to be and Darnold is back and the offense is going to be his best version, I agree fully. Uh, and um, we're going to get Chris Herndon back this week and uh, maybe Darnold. So those things will help. Uh, I'm rooting for them to upset. Obviously, I want them to win. And obviously, I want them to go on a run and make the playoffs. But I have to be realistic here. Um, we have two tough games. Got the Cowboys after a loss, which I don't like. And then we got big, bad New England Patriots on Monday Night Football. Um, unfortunately, I'll be in attendance at that game. I, I for, for for some reason I like to go to games where I watch my team get demolished. I don't know why. But uh I, hey listen, I got free tickets so I'm going. Anyway, um I hope they win, obviously, but uh I know it's going to be a big pick in suicide pools. So uh they're going to upset somebody somewhere and I'm hoping it's one of those games that everybody picks the team they're going against. And Dallas is coming off two losses, by the oh, way. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's definitely not a good spot. They're gonna be they're gonna be coming for yeah, something this week. I'm well aware of that, man. And uh, you know, they right now that line opened up for next week at minus eight and a half for Dallas. Um they're gonna there's gonna be a lot of teasers going in on that game. Not much more to talk about. We're not gonna waste time with my stinky jets. Keep it moving. 
Baltimore Ravens took on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers sit at one and four. Ravens three and two. Ravens win this game. 26 to 23 total in this game was 46 goes over the total Ravens minus three minus three and a half depending on what you had you either lost by a hook or you pushed you want to hear something crazy Kev go ahead this was the biggest spread for the home team in this series in almost 20 years was three points. It's usually one, one or one and a half, no, probably. It, no, it's usually the home team is favored. Oh, so this is I the biggest spread saying. for the home team in almost twenty years. I think it was like sixteen or seventeen years or something like that. Right. Um, what's your takeaways from this game? Lamar Jackson has to be better with the football. Stop with the turnovers. But I haven't lost faith in him. If I'm a Ravens fan, I am a little bit nervous with those turnovers. But he was still efficient. 19 for 28. 161. They are really, really neutering Malcolm Brown. Oh, man, I called him Malcolm Brown. I thought about it. Marquise Brown. You just call him Hollywood. Uh, I don't like I don't, you don't like, like Hollywood? Marquise. I call him what his mother called him. Okay. Was, uh, but, what did you call Peanut Tillman? Say it again. Charles. You, you called him Charles. You didn't call him Peanut Tillman. No, I didn't use you're Peanut not, that You're much. not one of those nickname guys. No, right? I'm not. I guess okay. not. I don't right. know. I don't know. But he was he was a great player, by the way. But Lamar Jackson, they really knew their Marquise Brown, man. They they are keeping him from getting deep on this team, and it's important to them. They're keeping Mark Andrews from getting deep down the field, and this is something that he does well. This is something that, that they do well. But – that's really my only takeaway. He has to take care of the football. They won a game they were supposed to win. We talked about the hard hitting and the injuries and the head injuries that we saw Mason Rudolph go down with the hard hit from Earl Thomas. It was with the shoulder. You know what I'm saying? You know, it is what it is. He just got knocked out. That's part of the game. But I thought Juju had a nice recovery. Yeah, he, looked, he did look good. He had a really tough start to the season. He came back and played well. But I have a question for you real fast before you get into your thoughts. What's going on with Connor? Is that somebody you keep, you trade? What are you doing with him? Um, I think now that I, I'm waiting to see what's up with uh, with Mason Rudolph because um, I want to see if this boy, um, I don't even know his first name, man. Hodges? Like something Hodges. Uh, check that out while I'm blubbering over here. Um, Devlin Hodges. Devlin Hodges. I'll tell you one thing, though. I know what college he went to. Samford. Not Stanford. Samford. And people say, well, what do you care? Listen, let me tell you something. Samford basketball. When we get to college basketball, that's a team y'all want to back. Oh, my They held Lord. me down last year. Samford Bulldogs. Anyway, Samford kid. If he's playing, I like James Conner because I think they're gonna they're gonna pound the rock with him, and they're taking on next week. They're going against the banged up Los Angeles Chargers. They can't stop nobody. Philip Lindsay went off against them last night, uh, and and so did Royce Freeman. Even had a decent game against them. He's definitely not having the season as as, as you know that everybody expected him to have. But um, I I only have him in one league, and that's our listener league. So I'm not really too worried about it. But if you're the James Conner owner, you know, and you have him in a 12-team standard league or maybe in the big boy league or something like that, I might be a little worried because you kind of drafted that guy to be your number one, and he's more like a flex or like a number two. So um, maybe you have another guy on your bench, but uh, I'd start flexing him or possibly RB2ing him depending on the defensive matchup. This week, I'm not really worried about him. I think he gets 15, you know, plus because he's playing the Chargers. But uh, that offense is definitely struggling. But I think that they're they're going to slowly get clicking. It's just when you're pulling quarterbacks out left and right, I don't know. You know what I mean? I don't think there's any clicking coming for this Steelers well, team, man. Yeah, especially if it's 
what's his name again? Devlin. Devlin. Hodges. Oh, boy. Um, yeah, especially if it's Devlin Hodges. But uh, if Mason Rudolph gets back in there, uh, you know, I'm not worried. But it's definitely not what people drafted him for. Uh, for me, I'm not really upset because it's the listener league. It's a 14-team league. So you, can, I could get Auden Tate or Joey Sly to get me 13, 12 points. I'm good to go. Right. Uh, I am, however, worried about your boy, Lamar Jackson. Uh, make the fake Kevin's over here making faces. Yeah, because like because oh be, uh, yeah, that's right. You're, I, I I know I shouldn't be worried. He only smoked the two worst teams in football, but the other teams against decent, he's struggling. So uh, no, I watched him play. It's the first game he's had under twenty points of fantasy. How's he struggling? He threw three picks, bro. So what? Two of them, my son wouldn't throw, and he's one years old. He is a he's a second year quarterback who does. We already knew he was limited. He is a better yeah. thrower now than he was last year. But we already know that the guy is limited. He doesn't throw as well as he should. But he has, like, when I say he has improved mightily from last year. I, I agree. I, I, I can't wait to take advantage of you letting me have him in our league when I trade for him. What I would want to see is I, I, I want to, I know he doesn't want to run the ball, man, but I just, I want to see him tuck it and run sometimes. Like, you know, if he's under the rest and, and there's nobody open, just go, bro. Like, don't be, don't not be the guy because you, because everybody else, does. you know what I'm trying to say? I'm stuttering on my words there. 14 carries for 70 yards. Well, yeah, but he did it, he did it this game and right. it got them to win. But the, the two weeks prior when there were losses, I he agree. didn't do that because he's like, I don't want to be a runner. I'm going to throw. Okay, I that's agree. cool. We know you're a quarterback, bro. We know you could throw the ball, but if you got to run, run. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you pointed it out to me when we were talking about Mahomes. Mahomes, he doesn't, he's not run first, but he uses his run to get out of trouble and then he looks downfield so try that first Lamar if there's nobody there then run take off yeah so this is kind of the thing that makes me say maybe I hold on to him they have the Bengals, which I think that he should smoke them they got to go to Seattle that defense isn't what it used to be people still think Seattle's defense is the Legion of Boom like that's 29 a, put up on them on Thursday night football. yeah that was a long time ago so uh I'm not saying that Seahawks defense is bad but it ain't the Seahawks defense of old no. is what I'm saying they got a bye week then they got New England and then the Bengals again and then the Texans who let up 32 to Matty Ice and, and that team so I'm not really worried about the lineup he's got finishing off the season Rams Niners Bills Jets Browns and Stillers so uh it's not completely uh sketchy but I am worried about his output moving forward. Um, where do you think these two teams end up at the end of the year? Real quick, Steelers and, and Ravens. Baltimore will be fist fighting for. Uh, Baltimore would be fist fighting for the win in their division, the division. with the Browns, yeah. and the Steelers will be in third place, and then Cincinnati will be where they've always been for the last ten years. The bottom. Yeah. Uh, anything else in this game? I'm good to go. All right, let's keep it moving. Lamar Next Jackson's game. the best. What's up? Lamar Jackson's the best. <laughs> Next game. Nobody circles the wagon like the Buffalo Bills. I never thought I'd say this. The four and one Buffalo Bills. Still fake news? Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, well, you know why? Because it's the uh, it's the the week after the Titans did good. So you know what that what what happens the week after the Titans do good? They usually play poorly. Okay, so then next week, this is the week they do good. Okay. So that's how it works with the Tennessee Titans. Uh, come on, let's go. We want to see stats. We go look at Marcus Mariota. What'd he do? Probably, he probably had 
Look, they had seven points. He probably threw 43 yards, nine interceptions, and then next week he's going to go out there and throw 14 touchdowns. Anyway, Buffalo Bills, 4-1, Titans, 2-3. Bills win this game 14-7. Doesn't matter what the total was. It went under. I had a ticket on the under. I'm pretty sure the Buffalo Bills have cashed an under ticket in all five of their games this year. I was going over it in my head, so you guys want to look at that. Um, I know it happened week one against the Jets. Uh, I know, actually, it happened against the Bengals, Patriots, and this game, again, is one I'm missing in there. I'm not sure what game it was that they played. Um, Kevin's going to look at that right now while I'm over here yapping. Tennessee did not cover the spread. They were minus three. Bills win as an outright dog. And I think that number was just hanging around there because we didn't know Josh Allen was going to play. But the thing that was kind of tricky to me was when they announced that Josh Allen would play and that he was out of concussion protocol. I saw it late Saturday night. There was no line movement whatsoever. However, I was not on a side in this matchup. I was just strictly on the under. Um, and I know two teams with good defense, which we and Kevin both agree on. The Titans have a good defense. The Bills have a good defense. Um, I knew they were going to just try to control the clock, run the ball, and it was going to be a lot of a lot of tight action going on here. It was Jets, Giants, right? Yes. It was Jets, Giants, Patriots. That Giants game might have been their only over if I could, if I'm thinking about it. Uh, if we look back at the uh, the score in that game, now there. when they did the Giants, it was 28-14. Yeah, so, so that might have been an over. over. That's uh, 38. That's 42 points. So they might have hand, they might have landed right on the number. While Kevin's talking, I'm going to look into that. Um, Mariota 13 to 22, 183, no touchdowns, uh, no picks. I will say this though. Again, this is the Jekyll and Hyde team. Tennessee Titans. I said it like two weeks ago. I'm going to keep saying it every every time that this team comes up. I ain't betting on or against this team for the rest of the season. Mariota is the only quarterback through five weeks that hasn't thrown an interception. Eh, that's all. But when you're not throwing touchdowns, that doesn't really matter. I agree. You know what I'm saying? So I, I think he's all right. I took the Buffalo. I took Buffalo in this and actually in a parlay. I took them at plus three. I took. Lamar Jackson and his boys on the money line. And then I also took somebody else. I'm forgetting. But they did well, I believe, in this defense. The defense is ridiculous. They're very good. But Santos also missed four kicks in this game. They should have won this Agreed. game 19. Uh, they was, they should have won this game bare minimum 16-14. to 14, But they should have won it 19-14. But I don't know what's going on. With the kicker, he was cut today, obviously, after missing four kicks. And we'll see what they do about that after. Yeah, um, I just wanted to tell you guys, I did fact check that Giants and uh, Bills game. The total on the game was 44 and a half. So it did go under. So the Bills have hit the under in every single one of their games so far this season. That's something you guys want to keep your eye on. However, they are on the bye week coming up. And then they got they come out fresh out against the Miami Dolphins, which already to me is going to indicate another under. When you have one team that has great defense and another team that can't score, um, I, I'm interested to see what that line will be, but I'm gonna I'm gonna have a precursor out there and say that thing's gonna land somewhere around 38, um, and that might be the first over if the Bills can get their offense rolling. I don't have much else to say in this game. The Titans are Jekyll and Hyde. They play good one game, they don't the next. It's been the theme for the last two years. The Buffalo Bills have a great defense. They need work on offense. What do you got? 
Uh, I got nothing else for you. I, I want to see what the Bills turn out to be. I'm actually mm-hmm. very interested in them as a team. I really like their defense. I want to see how Josh Allen progresses. But I think they got something over there in Buffalo, and I can't wait to find out what that is. We'll see. Again, there really isn't much fantasy relevance from these two teams. The quarterbacks are like, you know, whatever. Uh, Frank Gore, 14 attempts, 60 yards. Uh, John Brown, five receptions, 75 yards. Not bad. You know what I mean? That's a decent day. And then on the other side of the ball with Tennessee, Derrick Henry still 20 attempts, 78 yards on the ground, and a touchdown. He's going to be solid. He's a horse. And um, the Tennessee receiving core is just terrible. I mean, I don't I don't even know. They had Jonu Smith had the longest catch of the day with 57 yards. Next game, the New England Patriots taking on the Washington Redskins. Patriots 5-0. and Skins 0 and 5, 33 to 7. The Patriots covered a spread. The total on this game was 42. Did not go over. Kev, what do you got from this game? Nothing. The Patriot like there's there's no storyline about this game that's interesting. I don't even care that Jay, Jay Gruden got fired. It seems that his players loved him. It seemed that his teammates and you know his coach, the fellow coaches, loved him. Great. You know he. Obviously, never really had a chance with the owner there, with Snyder. He doesn't put good players on the field. Um, they did slow him down for a little bit there. They probably had you a little bit nervous if you had him in a suicide. If you had him in the suicide pool early in I the did. game, and I was a little nervous. And Redskins, you know, they played well, but I don't. I don't know what else to take from this. They did what they were supposed to do. Edelman, eight catches, 110 yards, touchdown. Sony Michelle, 16 carries, 91 yards, one touchdown. There's absolutely. Any, there's nothing interesting about this game at all. Washington is at the bottom of the league. New England's at the top. No, that's it. It's very true. Um, New England still hasn't yet to be tested yet, um, and the Redskins are they're a dumpster fire. You know what I mean? There's not even any fantasy relevance there. McLaurin couldn't get nothing going because they play against a great defense. Um, I do have one trend I want to give out to you guys there that the New England Patriots are 17-4 and against the spread. Their last 21 games as a favorite of 10.5 or more. Ooh. And they have covered the spread in every one of these large total games except the game against the New York Jets because that was a 22-point spread. Um, and if you guys remember back on that episode, I had told you that the NFL has had uh, a spread of over 21 nine times prior to this season, prior to the Dallas Cowboys and the Miami Dolphins and the Patriots and Jets. And as of now, those spreads of over 21 or more are 1-10. in 10. Basically, the only team that's ever covered that over 21 spread in the NFL was the Dallas Cowboys a few weeks back against the Miami Dolphins. I guess Dolphins. the Miami Dolphins, right. Like Kevin said, listen, guys, we're not, we, we can go in depth on every game. We could give you insight on this game, but let's be honest here. The Patriots haven't been tested. The skins are booty hole. There's nothing else to talk That's about. That's it. And let me tell you here, look at, it looks like after the next few games, the Patriots have a few duds coming up. They play the Jets and they play the Giants. After that, they have the Browns, they have the Ravens, Eagles, Cowboys, Texans, Chiefs, and the Bills to end the season. They have a few bums in there. At the end, they have the they have the Dolphins and they have the Bengals, but they're gonna they're gonna be tested here for about five or six games. I can't in a wait row for that because I want to see good football. I, I want to see them being tested. I don't think this team's gonna go undefeated. Now, if Antonio Brown was still on that team, I might say that. But I, I you know they got the Chiefs. 
The, the Texans always give them a tough time. I don't know what it is with the Texans, man. It's something with Bill O'Brien, who I, you know, I, I've constantly told you that I don't like the guy as a coach, but he always fights against this Patriots team. If you could think back about all the times that the Tech the Texans play the Patriots, they always have tough games. So I just want to see good football. So down the line, you know what I mean? Uh, uh, I, I'm excited to see what happens and I want them to get tested. Obviously, I hope they lose in two weeks, but that's probably not going to happen. Right. <laughs> Next game, the Denver Broncos taking on the Los Angeles Chargers. Denver Broncos are now 1-4, Chargers 2-3. Broncos win this game 20-13. Kev, what do you got from this game? Phillip Rivers stinks. It's like, even with the players you got, you got Melvin Gordon back. He's still, you know, he's not, you know. You take the training wheels off. Right, right. They're still trying to ease him back in. So he's going to really help these guys out. But they're so injured right now. It's like, what are you going to do with these guys? Mike Williams is in and out of the game, even though he had a decent one, six catches. Uh, 74 nice to yards. see him back on the field, by the way. It, it was, it was. And Eckler, 15 catches, 86 yards. The guy is ridiculous. That's what he goes to. He's like, you know what? The guy's going to catch the ball. He's going to make plays for me. I'm going to throw it to him over and over and over I started again. Eckler 21 points. I was cool with it. He is a wonderful, he is the, the top-level flex that mm-hmm. you're kind of looking for. Now that Melvin Gordon's back, and he's going to take the that number one running back role. But I don't know what else to say. And in Denver, I, I don't even want to, like, it's just a group of bums over there. They won the game, I guess, but... It jumped out to a 17-0 lead. And the, and the defense finally played well, only giving up 13 points to the Chargers. But that's not saying much when the Chargers haven't been playing well and they're down so many good players at this point in time. Mm-hmm. So it's not uh, – I, I don't know. And I feel like if you're Phillip Rivers and you have the name you have, you, you're you the guy who's supposed to be pulling this team out. You're the guy who's supposed, uh, supposed to play well despite the things going on around you. And he could be better, even though I just traded for him. But – no, but I, he's, I traded for him as a backup, not as a starter. Oh, like you said, you know, the the, the, the Chargers are banged up, man, and the Broncos were going to get their win, man. You know, like the Broncos aren't a, a, a bad team. You know, they, I just feel like they had some they had some rough luck. I mean, those those two games they lost at home, they were winning with under a minute left and still lost the game. That's tough break. You know, this team is two games away from being three and two, as opposed to one and four, which is right. a big difference. Massive. <laughs> yeah, especially in their division. Um, but the problem is the Broncos have yet to play the Chiefs, so uh, that's going to be tough for them. Um, and uh, I think they just caught the Chargers slipping here. Uh, you know, I want to give you guys the trends I got out there, and if you follow the pod, I've been spitting this one out, and it is active this week. I will say it again for our Week 6 preview. Los Angeles Chargers, 11-23 and 23 against the spread in their last 34 home games. Um, this was a game where I was on the Denver Broncos at plus 6.5. Uh, I woke up Sunday morning, saw that the line dropped to plus 5. I was disappointed that I didn't go a little huskier on the Broncos. And then right before game time, it went back up to plus five and a half. You know why the game went back up to plus five and a half, Kev, right before game time? There had to be some sort of injury problem, no? No, no, there's no injuries. You know what it was? No. It's a four o'clock game. You know what what, what do I call those? Oh. Oh wait, 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 wait. Don't tell me. Don't tell I'm me. Not I'm, tell you. I'm blanking. Four o'clock. Keep in mind the Broncos were the underdog. Opened up at six and a half. I'm forgetting. Go ahead. Okay. 
Those are called get back games. Get back games. Yes, get when the guy games. is trying to when they lost earlier in the day and then they're trying to make their money back and they take the favorite. favorite. So yes. you know what happens? Everybody's on, oh, I gotta get my money back. Yes. All oh, the charge, the Broncos stink. They're not gonna win. Let me get my money back. So now they're pounding. Pounding the charges at minus five. So that's that, so stupid, though. If you look at the charges and the way is. they've been playing, you it have is. to know that that's a dumb bet. You know what else is a dumb bet? You know how many people we lost yesterday in the suicide pool taking the charges? And the Bron- and, 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 and then I play in another suicide pool, and a lot of people took the charges. I get it. I understand. That, I don't get no, 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 it. That's but, dumb. No, I, I understand the simple-mindedness of saying I'm going to bet against the winless team. But if you do the eye test and understand that I just said – the Broncos are literally two wins they lost in the last minute of the game. Right. You know what I'm saying? By field goals, nonetheless, in Denver, which means the altitude carries the ball a little bit further. Right. Not saying that they wouldn't have won those games if they weren't at home or lost those games, excuse me, if they weren't at home. But you got to factor that stuff in. And the Chargers are not a good team. That's an absolute stay away, who, in my opinion. Who did the Chargers beat this year? They beat the Colts in a... Week one, barely overtime win. Why? Because Adam Vinatieri was on the couch too long in the summertime and missed a bunch of field goals. Right. And guess who else they beat? The Miami Dolphins. Well, yeah. Give me a break with this Chargers team. And they put up 31 points that day, and they kind of struggled to even get there. <laughs> yeah, they did. <laughs> so, so, you know, the Chargers, you know, be careful there, guys. Uh, and watch for those get-back games. Speaking of another, another get-back game, you're losing your money all day, 1 o'clock. Oh, I got to get my money back. Oh, that's okay. America's team only minus three and a half. The Packers just got beat by the Eagles. And I listened to the first pick pod. Kev is a Packers fan. He said they got molested by the Eagles. I got to get my money back. (laughs) Give me the Dallas Cowboys minus three and a half. I got to get my money back. That didn't happen, right, Kev? It did not. Green Bay Packers four and one. Dallas Cowboys three and two. Packers win this game. 34-24. Kev, I'm going to let you take this one away. We gave up 441 yards of offense. We gave up 8.3 yards per play. And we survived just on turnovers. And we got lucky to win that game. Because if there was another half, even if they had another six to seven minutes in that game, we would have had a real problem. We lost all momentum we had. We It, it, it was bad. Great point. Like this is, I don't even want to talk about how they were up. I don't care about any of their turnovers. If we play like this, and when it comes to the playoffs, we're gonna you, you're gonna go into there like the pack. People are gonna be loving the Packers, and we're gonna lose by 21. That's how that's gonna happen because it's it's feast or famine for our defense. We're gonna feast. We're gonna eat up your quarterback. We're gonna get all of these sacks. We're gonna get all of these interceptions, and we're gonna turn them over. And the offense is going to convert on them. But you can't live that way. We can't give up real estate the way we're giving up real estate and continue to be a good team. Total yards. They, well, actually, I take that back. That was actually 441 pass yards. We gave up 563 yards on defense. Tell and, I don't know what defense guys, is giving that up. And, and when you guys it, are supposed to be a good defense. You are a good defense. Let's face they it. Are, I mean, they, they are. They our turnover, turnover ratio is why yes. we're winning. Yes. Like you, you would like because our uh, Aaron Rodgers doesn't give the ball away, and our defense is getting turnovers. Mm-hmm. But if a team does not turn the ball over, right? And they stay within that game. You get an Eagles game. You get a game where we're trying to catch up and we're losing. So these are the as as a fan, as a as anything. I, I'm looking at it from that point of view. 
And despite that, we're still winning. I love it. But if we plan on doing anything as far as the Super Bowl is concerned, we have to figure out how not to give up 563 yards in a game. I see what you're saying, and I think this is more of the, the what I like to call a tale of two halves here. Um, I was th- I was thinking the Cowboys were going to come into this game after their loss and, and fight hard, and it seems like they just didn't come out the gate to fight hard. The second half was a different story. That's why there's a certain amount of time in the game, though, and it was too little too late for the Dallas Cowboys there as they, they got themselves into a 17-point deficit. Mm-hmm. However, you know, like I say, guys, I, I do play in a pick'em league, so I have to pick sides in, on every game. I was on the Green Bay Packers. Um, I, I And that was more or less just because I was getting the points. I thought it would be a closer game than this. I think you got to take away a little bit, Kev. You play without your best receiver, arguably top five, top ten, depending on uh, how much alcohol you drink in a day. Um, he's arguably a top ten or a top five wide receiver in the game. And let's not let's not act like Jamal Williams isn't a, a part of the offense. He definitely gets carries, and he catches out the backfield. Both of those guys weren't in this game. That has to account for something. I agree. And I like I said, despite all of the things that I said, we are still winning football games. So I can't really say anything about that. And, of course, we're going to have to talk about Aaron Jones, who had such a wonderful day. He was really, really good. He had 19 carries for 170 yards. For 107 yards, I apologize. And four touchdowns. He also had seven catches for 75 yards. He was the team today. We ran it through him. Aaron Rodgers had no problem doing that. I was a little nervous, though, because our receivers were not getting open. Mm -hmm. Aaron Rodgers was sitting back there and just staring, creating time, creating time. We need Devontae. We need a true uh, receiver, too. There's a, I feel like we have a lot of flaws going on, but we're 4-1 despite it. We're still winning games. I think we'll get it together as we go along, but that defense makes me nervous with the amount of real estate they give up. No, I understand. And, and he was your leading receiver, uh, Aaron Jones, with seven receptions, 75 yards. And I, I started Geronimo in two different leagues because I thought he was going to be the go-to guy. Sadly, I was mistaken. Uh, I was able to escape with a victory in one of those and the other one I was not so um in fantasy uh I I mean um so yeah the fact that they were able to get through this without uh you know two of their key offensive one major guy I still think is an accolade that you have to put into into account there Aaron Jones is having a great season I was a owner of him in three leagues I traded him away in one and I still have him in two so he helped me out in those two leagues which is awesome 45 fantasy points Dallas Cowboys side of the ball. Dak looked good in the second half. Uh, 27 of 44, 463 yards, two touchdowns, three picks. And how about Amari Cooper? 11 receptions, 226 yards and a touchdown. And then Michael Gallup back off of the injury, seven receptions, buck 13 and a touchdown. These Dallas receivers though, man, they are something to watch, and like your boy Gallup, he is what? What do you like to call that guy? He's the guy next to the guy. Yeah. And I got him in our 14-team big boy league. I love him. I'm actually, I think I'm going to use him as some bait here. I'm hoping I can get somebody, uh, especially with the points that he has right now, hopefully so I can get somebody to bite, to upgrade it at a few positions, get rid of somebody that maybe I want to get rid of. So we'll see what I do is, with him. Is Christian Kirk the guy next to the guy? 
Or is he the guy? I think he's more of the guy, quite honestly. Mm. I, I think I'm, that... I'm biting on the gallop. Maybe we could work something out. Oh, I, no, 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 no. Uh, Christian Kirk is not what I'm looking for okay. in, in a mixture okay. with, with gallop. I'm well, looking I, for got other, I got other pieces that you want, uh, a quarterback that you that you seem to like, so maybe we could work something out. I'm looking to put gallop with somebody else to get a player above the two that I'm putting together. Hopefully, together, they can equal a, a I nice got, one I like player. to do that, too. I'm, I'm a fan of the upgrade. So, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. But Dallas was really good. The receivers were good. I also thought, though, despite that, our D-backs played really good. Mm-hmm. They, they had a lot of pass breakups. Obviously, they had picks. And they had they had Dak confused. He, for three quarters, they had him confused. It wasn't until the end of the third. End of the third, we were still dominating the game. In that fourth quarter, he got it. He's like, oh, this is what they're doing. But the yeah. fact that it took you three quarters it is a tough too thing. Little, and you're too already, late. Right. It's a little too late, like Taylor you said. two halves. That's what it is. We're four and one. The Bears lost. Minnesota came back with a nice little win there, but we're still looking good. And now we have Detroit up next. That's going to be a good one. I look forward I'm to watching forward this to game. Too, yeah. <laughs> it's Monday uh-huh. night, I think. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, anything else with this one? I'm good, bro. All right. Next game Indianapolis Colts took on the Kansas City Chiefs. They win the game 19 to 13. Colts now sit at three and two. The Chiefs are 4-1. and one. Kev, probably the second or maybe the first biggest upset of the day, uh, aside from the Bears-Raiders game. What do you got from this game? The Colts are good. I think both of us believe that. I took them at 10.5. I took them on the money line in the second quarter. I love the Colts. They controlled the game. Also, I'm not saying that uh, I also considered the fact that Kansas City was down some offensive linemen. They were down some defensive linemen, which is the most important part of the game. That group, all the largest people on the field set the tone for the game. So if you can't block, which they could not block for uh, Patrick Mahomes last night, he can't throw the football. What's he going to do? He was limping around, getting beat up. He got his behind kicked last mm-hmm. night because they couldn't block for him. It was simple as that. They need to get healthy. So that was one of my number one things for the Chiefs. And the Colts are just good. Ball control. They played very good defense. It was much easier to play defense. Justin Houston had came out with something to prove against his old team. You want to get rid of me? I'm going to take care of y'all. Mm-hmm. What? What? It was uh, fourth like and that. one? I like that. That was a great play, yeah. Uh, yeah. Unbelievable. Like, yeah. He, he came to show something. He got a sack, I think, also uh, earlier in the game. But that, those were my biggest takeaways. The Colts are here to stay. They are here. Houston, better watch out. They're coming for it. And Jacoby Brissett didn't even have to play a good game. Imagine he plays a good one on top of that. I know. Kevin and I believe in the Colts. It's something we said preseason without Andrew Luck. You know, with Andrew Luck, I mean, this team, I, I, we could argue this team might be undefeated. They they lost their first game because their kicker missed a bunch of field goals, and they still went to overtime, covered the spread, might I add. And then the only game that was surprising was that Raiders game where they kind of just – I just think – I we, we got to give credit to John Gruden. I think it's him. You know you're not giving credit to Gruden? What do, you get, who, what, what do you think it is? I'm giving the credit to T.Y. Hilton. T.Y. Hilton. He's the difference. He didn't play. I agree. I, he plays in this game, they win. He I, didn't play in the other game. He wasn't, they look- but he wasn't like – dominant in this game you don't have to i understand be. oh he only has to be there because the did defense, you see the hats that they had i did not know oh what? man i love this is why i like this colts team man you know what this this might i might i might be a colts fan I, I, that's how i'm feeling I this Col- I'm, no yeah but your team's four and one <laughs> don't give just, me that don't give me that i just like the colts I, though no, I, I've been all, I, love I had them. a guy the other day was complaining to me about his team <laughs> You know what I mean? And his team is still winning. They're good. They're probably going to make the playoffs. And he was complaining to me about the game. I understand. The team loses. It sucks. And I said to him, imagine being me. Give me a break with your team. You're losing a game. 
All right, you've seen your team win a Super Bowl before. You know what I mean? You, you, they, he's an Eagles fan. He was smoking okay. my team. Like, oh, he's, just, he's recent too. Yeah. Like, get out of here, come bro. on, man. So anyway, <laughs> um, Kevin and I have been a fan of the Colts, and uh, I, I, I'm watching people go against this team. You know, they bet against them, pick against them in suicide pools, and I want to say why. Give me one reason why. I remember I told my one buddy, I said the, last week when they were playing the Raiders, and I was like, yeah, the only thing that's probably stopping me from taking the Colts is because Darius Leonard's out. You know what he said to me? Who's Darius Leonard? And I, I was like, you know what? I'm hanging up, right. I'm hanging up on Defensive you. Defensive rookie of the year. Yeah. The guy, like, he came in. He, le- he led the team in sacks last year. Yeah. From, he, a, from the middle linebacker yes. spot. Like, come that's on. Crazy. Right. Like, crazy. you got to. <laughs> so, um, stop disrespecting the Colts. And I know the Chiefs are good. We all know that. But the, the Colts are no slouch. You want to know what else? Chiefs, 26 points or more in the last 21 games. That streak is snapped. Frank Reich is a good coach. I like him a lot. And this team, when they get fully healthy, especially after this bye week, you better watch out. His team's about to go on a tear. They, they have a, a great schedule coming up. After their bye week, they got the Texans, Broncos, Steelers, Dolphins, Jags, Texans again. Titans. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna read through the whole schedule, but the Texans gonna be a tough game. Of course. Okay. They're at home after the bye week. I think the Texans are gonna be playing against this team with a chip on their shoulder because they got smoked last year in the playoffs against them. But this team just seems to have their divisional opponents' numbers. They remember I, I gave you that trend about them beating Tennessee all right. those times. So then the Broncos we know is struggling. The Steelers are a joke. The Dolphins are a mess. They could le- legit come out of that th- that four game series and maybe lose one game, which We're, is probably may, maybe maybe the Houston. I think it's going to be a, a fist fight for to see who comes out yeah, of that game. That 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 might be the game. That would be the only game that I could see them losing because they play the Denver. They play Denver at home and they're on the road against the Steelers and then they're back at home to play the Dolphins. Right. We could be looking at a seven and three team going into Week Eleven. And if you would tell anyone but you and I. That the Colts would be seven and three going into Week Eleven without Andrew Luck, they probably think we and you were crazy. And go back and listen to it. We're not just here like we we've been on these guys. They have a good team. The offensive line is arguably one no. of the best lines in what's the Buck, league. What's my man's name? Oh man, oh bro, the go- Nelson. Yes, yes, oh, Quentin Quentin Nelson. Nelson. Oh my God, he man. is a muller. Now a Kevin played offensive line. We got to act like we get new listeners. I hope we get new listeners. Kevin played offensive line in high school. Um, I, I've heard from some other people. Not Kev. He doesn't self promote himself. Kevin was a dog in high school. All right, he's a, trying to be modest over here right now. He's not even looking at me. He's not even look. He won't stare at me. Shaking his head. He's like, I'm not. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Tell us about this boy Quentin Nelson. Maybe people will start respecting this. He's uh, just. A, he's just dominant it doesn't matter you can put you can bring in you can bring in your sheldon rankins you can bring in your fletcher coxes you can bring in your your aaron donalds literally uh, and there's a quote and i'm so sad that i'm missing it i will bring it out on one of these podcasts but he was based somebody said they basically he was created for aaron donald Mm -hmm. he was created for these kind of men Mm -hmm. he is the he is the counter he is the he you know what i'm saying he's the joker to the batman that's what he is so he's there to counter that guy and he's just a mauler he he'll beat you up he'll punch you he can pass block he can run block he's smart he's all the things that you want him to be and he sets the tone for the team the only thing that would make me nervous Marlon Mack has been nicked up a little bit. He needs to stay healthy because he is the re- he is the control of the, yeah. uh, uh, of the team. You know what I'm saying? It's good. He's- it's a good bye week for them. They're gonna get they're gonna get right. They got some yes. guys to get banged up. My bad to cut you off. No, just, go just to make go. Sure, just to make sure people out there are aware. 
this team's going to get better now that they have this bye week. It's a they perfect were, time for yeah, them. They were banged up in a lot of spots. They even lost guys yesterday. They had a dude that started – they had a guy playing yesterday off the practice squad, and he got banged up. Right. So, uh, like you said, man, this team is banged up, and they're about to get their bye week, and then they're going to hit stride in the middle of the season. Um, not, not to take away anything from the Chiefs. They're a great team. They're going to be good. And the Chiefs are banged up, too. Right. They were missing guys coming into this game. And then Chris Jones got hurt during the game. Mahomes is out there limping around. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, 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 wait. My fault. Chris Jones, just so you know, he is elite. Okay. He is a he's a Fletcher Cox type. He just is listen, a listen Sheldon Rankins type. Uh, that, 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 it's a really, really, he, really big deal that he's he w- arguably their best defender. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now that Eric Tyron Berry's Matthew, gone, yeah, yeah Tyron. Now, don't no, Chris no, Jones is their best. I, lo- defensive I love the Honey Badger. Player. I love the guy. He's a very good player. I'm with you, and he's mm-hmm. always around the ball. But Chris Jones is hands down the best defensive player. He on that left team. in like I think it was like early third quarter. Might have been late second. I can't remember. He exactly collapses his offensive lines, yeah. and him and Quentin Nelson going at each other that's a wonderful battle that you want to watch i love watching these little things within the game i don't watch the ball as much as i watch other parts of the game but um i just wanted to say how great he was i want people to know that's a big loss for the chiefs no i got you and and listen i watched this whole game last night okay start to finish and uh i'd be remiss to say i wasn't rooting for the colts because uh i know a lot of people in in suicide pools had the chiefs so I needed them to go down, um, and I was rooting for the Colts, and they were the referees were trying to give the Chiefs this game. <laughs> there was so many opportunities where the ball was a turnover. They did the one play they called it a pick play on Ty. It was such BS, man. However, the Chiefs they got to get the, they got to get something right here. And as good as they are, Hardman's new, Robinson's new. Pringle, okay. <laughs> they got two running backs who are only who've only been there two years, and they just inserted Shady McCoy into the game. Who, by the way, I wanted to say it last week on that lateral play when Kelsey threw him the ball. Shady, tuck the ball away, okay. You're not Barry Sanders, bro. You don't have the ability. And Barry Sanders didn't hold the ball of like that. He did. <laughs> but you see how he holds the ball with yeah. one hand, and then what happened last night? That got punched out, and that was it. I, and I just I got I just got LaShawn McCoy in the list and he got me two points. Luckily I didn't need him. But they sat him down after that. He did not play another snap after he fumbled the ball, rightfully so. I remember playing in high school, you fumble the ball, you're out. That's it, sit down. DeAndre Hopkins does the same thing also with the yes. football book. Yeah. But um he's not running the whole field with it. You right, know what I'm right, right. He catches it with one hand and it just stays there. That's right. what he does. <laughs> that dude, like you said, he's an alien. But um yeah, man, the Chiefs team is banged up and they got a lot of guys that are just trying to learn this offense. And Arguably, their second, third offensive, best offensive player, Tyreek Hill, isn't there. So that does factor in. I say second or third because we know Mahomes is the number one. And you got Kelsey. And then Trav, yeah. So um, this team, and we already know that our defense isn't like, you know, up to par as it is, but uh, don't don't be worried about the Chiefs. They'll be all right. This is, you know, they weren't going to go undefeated. The Chiefs will finish 13 and three. They'll lose another weirdo game. You know, like this. And we say weirdo because everybody else thought that this was a game they would roll over on the Colts. Right. Uh, their toughest task is obviously against the Patriots. They'll play them. And then uh, and keep an eye on Chris Jones' injury. That'll yeah. allow you to get some covers. A guy like that, he can he can, he can be the difference. Now, the defense is not great in the first place. But without him, they are going to be a sieve. So, uh, please, please keep an eye on him and look at some of the teams that they're playing. You might be able to get some some do-re-mi, as Vince likes to call it, on those uh, players. On the, the opposite play. side. Yeah, yeah so, teams yeah. playing 
playing against the yeah, Chiefs. Exactly. And 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 there's another thing too, bro. This team is banged up. Yo, Kev, they don't got a bye to week 12. That's rough. Yeah, so sometimes, you know, I don't know which bye you like the most. You know, I know, I'll tell you which one I hate. I hate that early week bye. You know what I mean? To me, that's just pointless. I don't even but know. It was what. perfect for your Jets, though. It, it, it was well timed. Yes. Same as for the Colts. This is well timed. Oh, for the Colts, it's perfect. For I them. want a yeah. well timed bye week. That's what I want been, it to be. For my Jets, it would have been if Mosley and Darnold came back this week. You uh, know what right, I'm saying? I so, agree, right. But I think, I, you know what it is, man? And I wonder. I'd love to. I, this is some kind of insight we're going to work on finding, man. But I wonder if they're in. In that room and they think about this stuff and they look at the roster and just like let's just go out there and fight they know the outcome let's sit don't 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 let's not have sam go out there not a hundred percent we don't need mosley out there a hundred percent because why have those two guys out there 80 percent because they might that that's not going to get them to win anyway so i think they hold them back I'm not saying just for the Jets. And they pay mostly a hell of a lot of money. So they're yeah. like, you know what? Nah, yeah. bro. We're going to make sure you're healthy. Exactly. I, I don't think it's just <laughs> them. I'm talking about any team in in, uh, in any team in that situation. Um, enough with this game, though. We're not going to go crazy. It was the you know the primetime game. So we, we did stick with it a little bit more. However, we are wrapping up with our week five recap. But before we do. I have one question for you, Kev. Okay. Four winless teams. My New York Jets, Cincinnati Bungles, Miami Dolphins, and the Washington Redskins. Which of those four teams is the worst team? I'm going to go, actually, uh, Miami. Okay. They have the least amount of talent. I still think they have, they're have. they going to have a good chance. I'm thinking about – I think I'm not going with them. Maybe, you know, nothing crazy, just in a little share. We're going to find league. out who the worst one is this Right, week we're going to find out yeah. this weekend. I might put a couple shares on them just for out, of, out of spite because I've been on them. I'm just rooting for Brian, Brian Flores so much because he has yeah. his team playing. But they're the worst, man. There's nothing else to say about that. They have the least amount of talent. And I asked you this before. Uh, you think they're the worst. Which out of those four teams have the highest upside? I asked you before, but that was only between the Skins and the Dolphins. But out of those four teams that are the worst, which ones? Which one has the highest upside and can turn it around? Let's be honest. None of those teams are turning it around this year. But which one of those four teams has the best potential to be better sooner? And I, I told you that since the beginning of the year. It's your Jets, it's for sure. I told you you were an offseason away from being able to challenge the Patriots because I think Sam Darnold would have another year under his belt, and that would give you time to get a, another receiver. You guys need somebody else. I love Crowder. I love Robbie Anderson. Now you need a legit number one. That's the only thing you're missing. You have Le'Veon. You have Sam Darnold. You have a really good defense when half of it's not hurt. You're not missing Williamson for the year. Uh, C.J. Mosley hasn't played since the first game of the season. You know, it, it's a it's rough sledding for you guys. So hands down, I think it's the Jets. I'm not saying that just because you're here, but, but we've talked about it before. You guys have a ton of talent. You're just hurt. I got you. And young at quarterback. I, I, I got you. Um I wanted I wanted to do something with you and see if you if you're down for it. I wanna throw a little rapid fire at you. Okay. I wanna see some college knowledge on you. Oh. I, I wanna just throw some names at you and see if you know what college they went to. Okay. Can we try it? I'll try. We'll start with your boy, Aaron Rodgers. Cal. Nice. Jacoby Brissett. I don't know. North Carolina State. Russell Wilson. Wisconsin. Okay, I'll give you that one. That, that was a trick question because he transferred. He started at NC State. Right. Oh, okay. It's okay. It's okay. Patrick Mahomes. That still counts. He played. What? He still played at Wisconsin in the no, senior I, year. I, I, no, I give oh, you that. Oh, I'm okay, just okay. saying that was a trick question. Patrick okay. Mahomes. Texas Tech. Mar- Marcus Mariota. Oregon. Derrick Henry. 
Alabama. Derek Carr. Houston. Fresno State. Oh, it was red. This is this is all off the dome too. Yes, I I, 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 I was not prepared for this. I'm ready though. Matty Ice. Oh my God, Boston College. There you go. I like that. Muhammad Sanu. I don't know that one. Rutgers. Oh. It's all right. Jared, we talked about that. Jared Goff. It's all good. Don't tell. No, no, no. I'm not gonna tell you. I'll give you a couple more seconds. Central Michigan. Nah, he went to the same school as Aaron Rodgers. Cal? Cal? I didn't yeah. know Goff went to Cal. Todd Gurley. That's Georgia. That's easy. Okay, okay. Gardner Minshew. Washington State. <laughs> throw just. I'm just trying to throw some out there at you. Leonard Fournette. LSU. Okay. Those are too All easy. Right. I'm just. I'm throwing, yeah. <laughs> throwing. I'm throwing offensive. I'm throwing offensive guys at you. Tyron Matthew. LSU. Okay. All right. Cool. James Winston. Florida State. Teddy Bridgewater. Louisville. Ooh, that was good. I thought I, I thought I'd throw catch a curveball nah. at you. Alvin Kamara. Ah, ah. Time is up. It's all good. He actually that was a trick question. He started at Alabama, transferred to Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah. I knew it. Oh man, man. It's all good. Sterling Shepard. LSU? Yep. Evan Ingram. I don't got it. I know it, but I don't. I can't come over. As soon as you tell me, I'm going to be upset. Are you sure, Mississippi? No, I wouldn't have gotten. Okay, it. all right. Just a little rapid fire playing the game. Y'all I like that. We should do that more yeah. often. We'll see. Maybe next time, Kev will test my knowledge. Okay. Uh, and I, I could. Uh, I, now listen, to y'all. Just Kevin's looking. I got no notes. Yeah, it was me. just ra- that was, was just random. Off, <laughs> just off the dome, trying to mess with guys. Um, we hope you enjoyed our our week five recap. Um. We're going to keep this going. we got a couple more things coming at you guys this week. Uh, please give us some feedback, rate, review. We need, the, we need the rating. Please share it. Let people know. If you guys like what we're doing, man, we're trying, to, we're trying to get this thing bigger. So we need to get out there more. And if you like what we're doing, tell a friend to tell a friend. To people tell that you know friend. that love sports, man. We yeah. talk about everything here. Y'all know. And we're going to start picking up in other sports also. We're going to start coming up with, we're going to keep serving it the way we're serving it. But we may cut down maybe a few other things so we can give you more of some other stuff. Football still going to remain king. But we're going to start digging into some other stuff as soon as we possibly can. Uh, one more time before we leave. I'm your boy, Vinny Goombots. You know where to find me, Twitter and Instagram, at V-I-N-N-Y-G-O-O-M-B-O-T-S. You can find the podcast at The First Pick Pod, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Kev, take us out. Where could they find you? Where could they listen? At BiggestBoss76. You can listen to us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Podcast Addict, Google Music, and, of course, the big dog, Apple iTunes. Please rate. Please rate. Um, this was the recap. This was fun. I'm glad to be back after after a, a life week. We got hit with a brick wall. We're going to keep bringing it to you guys every week. See you for the preview. What we do here is go back, 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 back.